0: This is who I am inside. This is who I am. I'm not gonna hide. Cause the greatest risk will ever take us by. To stand in the light and be seen as we are. Stand in the light and be seen as we are. Welcome to the Lift Podcast. My name is Angela Withers and I am talking today about our stewardship over our mind, body, and spirit. You will find on our website a free packet that you can download and print out called Solid Roots Produce Sweet Fruits, and that's something you can download for free on our website, and it will go along with the information that I'm going to be covering in this podcast today. On our website, you will also find a free download called Teaching Children Who They Really Are that can be useful in teaching these concepts to young children. The reason we titled our website Lift Mind, Body, Spirit is because I had spent many years doing health coaching and personal training, and found that no matter how hard I tried to help people get good physical results or achieve good physical results for their body, it seemed that if there wasn't a change that took place in the mind and the spirit, Um, So intellectually and emotionally with that person, it was very difficult for those physical changes to really even last long-term. And I believe that the reason why is because we are not just physical creatures. We We are human beings who are composed of three key aspects that make up who we are. And the first is our mind or our intelligence, We can use those words interchangeably to describe that. The second is our spirit, or maybe some people might even say our soul. And the third then is our body, our physical body, what people see, what's tangible that you can touch. So that is what makes up who we are, is that we have a mind, a body, and a spirit. And all together, it makes up our individual being. Not only do these three elements make up who we are, but we have stewardship over them. We have responsibility over them. And recognizing that we have responsibility over our mind or our intelligence opens up for us this world of possibilities. Ownership over our mind, ownership over our intelligence allows us to really lay a good foundation for our spiritual and emotional health and then our physical health. I'll take a minute to talk about each of these elements of our being. First, let's talk about the mind or the intelligence. When we think about our age, we think, okay, I've lived this many years. However, the reality is our intelligence has existed for eternity and our spirit has existed for at least thousands of years, if not longer. And it's our body that is the youngest element that makes up who we are. In the Guide to the Scriptures on the Church of Jesus churchofjesuschrist.org website, it gives a description and then lists some scriptures that talk about intelligence. And it says there, Intelligence has several meanings, three of which are, Number one, it is the light of truth that gives life and light to all things in the universe. It has always existed. Number two, the word intelligences may also refer to spirit children of God. Number three, the scriptures also may speak of intelligence as referring to the spirit element that existed before we were begotten as spirit children. And I think we could talk about all three of these, but let's go ahead and talk about that third one right there and I'll repeat it again. The scriptures also may speak of intelligence as referring to the spirit element that existed before we were begotten as spirit children. So the oldest part of our being that makes up who we are is our intelligence. Let's dive into a few of these scriptures now. This is in D&C 88 verse 40 and it says in there, intelligence cleaveth unto intelligence. So intelligence is something that seeks after or draws near unto greater intelligence. In D&C 93 29, It says, man was also in the beginning with God. Intelligence, or the light of truth, was not created or made. Neither indeed can it be. So intelligence is not something that can be created. Now we know that our spirit bodies were created by our Heavenly Father and our Heavenly Mother. And we know that our physical bodies were created by our earthly father and our earthly mother. But intelligence, our mind, has existed forever And it wasn't something that was made or created. It has always existed. And in Doctrine and Covenants, section 93, verse 30, All truth is independent in that sphere in which God has placed it, to act for itself, as all intelligence also. Otherwise, there is no existence. So, intelligence is independent and able to act for itself. That is a key element that... We will discuss, as we discuss our preparatory root truths, these truths that if we understand them and live in harmony with them, it'll produce good fruit in our lives. So that ability to act for ourselves. And it's interesting if you think about this, that you you can take a person and physically you can restrain them. But you can't restrain their mind. Intelligence is independent and capable of acting for itself. Doctrine and Covenants section 93 verses 36 through 37. The glory of God is intelligence or in other words, light and truth, light and truth forsake that evil one. So as we draw near unto God and become like he is, we will be increasing in intelligence and light and truth, light and truth forsake that evil one. So light and truth actually repel error, false teachings, And this scripture is excellent. Doctrine and Covenants, section 130, verses 18 and 19. Whatever principle of intelligence we attain unto in this life, it will rise with us in the resurrection. And if a person gains more knowledge and intelligence in this life through his diligence and obedience than another, he will have so much the advantage in the world to come. Now, remember, we just learned that the glory of God is intelligence or light and truth. And we know that when God or heavenly beings or the resurrected Christ has come to visit anyone here in our earthly sphere, they come with great amounts of glory and light. And they can withhold that glory if needed for our benefit because we aren't capable of withstanding their glory. Their glory is as the sun. And if we were to venture up near the sun right now, we would shrivel up. We would wither away. So the amount of intelligence that we gain in this life will rise with us in the resurrection that will add to our light and our glory. And remember, when we're resurrected, we can receive a telestial body, a terrestrial body, or a celestial body. And depending on what body we inherit and we receive, we will have that amount of light and glory and that amount of intelligence because we will have rejected The evil one, or we will have rejected falsehoods and error. We will have rejected false traditions and embraced light and truth and grow in intelligence. And it says again in this scripture, Doctrine and Covenants 130, this one's verse 19. If a person gains more knowledge and intelligence in this life through his diligence and obedience than another, he will have so much the advantage in the world to come. Those who are capable of a celestial glory have far more spiritual power than those who receive a telestial glory or a terrestrial glory. So how do we have stewardship over our intelligence? How do we have stewardship over our mind? And this is one thing that I would say is severely lacking or has been severely lacking. I see a, I see an increase in people beginning to really recognize and want to identify and take inventory over their thoughts and evaluate their thoughts. And this is so wonderful. I feel like this is inspiration. God is inspiring people to learn and recognize this stewardship that, unfortunately, has been neglected. So the way that we magnify our stewardship over our intelligence is to start really paying attention. What is going on in our mind? What thoughts are we having? The thoughts and ideas that come into our mind, whether they're thoughts that come in on their own or whether they're thoughts that someone else presents to us, a belief or an idea or a philosophy, and that could be through conversation, through media, through books. Us taking those ideas in and evaluating them, identifying if there's anything there that's false or error, and if there is, removing those identifying what is truth and allowing that to stay there. That is how we grow in intelligence and that is how we become successful stewards over our intelligence. I've often thought about the analogy of us hearing a knock at the door and opening the door and having Satan there and us letting him in and giving him in, giving a comfortable chair to sit in in the corner of the room We would not do that. We would not allow him to make himself comfortable in our home, in our environment, to influence us, to influence our family. Yet often it seems that we forget to filter what ideas come into our mind, what thoughts, what beliefs. And it's not that we're going to know right when the door knocks that it's an incorrect idea or thought. But once they come in, we should definitely be taking the time to stop and evaluate them. I personally believe that since our intelligence is the oldest and most fundamental element that makes up who we are, it has the capacity to lay the foundation of truth that will enable our spirit and our physical body to progress and grow and reach their full potential. Making the effort to intentionally evaluate our thoughts and remove incorrect ideas, false teachings, errors and intentionally embracing truth in our minds, and not only embracing truth, but seeking out truth and allowing that to have a firm foundation in our minds is not an easy task. It truly does have to be intentional. We often place a large emphasis on teaching children, even as toddlers, to recognize that ABCs and their numbers and shapes or colors which is good, and that grows the intelligence as they as they learn and gain knowledge. However, teaching children to recognize and evaluate their thoughts is far more beneficial in helping them become stewards over their mind. Let's go ahead and move into our spirit, because there's something really important that we need to understand about the way that our spirit and our mind work together that will enable you to be a more successful steward over your mind, specifically because we have a spirit body. God knew that our intelligence could grow and progress if we received a spiritual body. God knew that we would be more successful stewards over our intelligence and that our intelligence could progress and grow if we had a spirit body that could accompany that intelligence. Now, if you go on to the liftmindbodyspirit.com website and you print out those free printables that I talked about. There's one specifically that says teaching children who they are. And when you print that out, you'll see that there's a paper, that a picture that shows an intelligence and pictures that shows a spirit body and then a picture that shows a physical body and these are just diagrams to help children understand the idea that they're made up of three elements and that they have stewardship over each one however i didn't really know how to how to show what an intelligence looked like but i do know that we've as we've learned from the scriptures that intelligence is light and truth so i created something that looked like a light like a being And in other religions, we know we hear about the third eye. And if you've done any research in science about the pineal gland, um, that to me sounds like the prime residence of the intelligence. So that's how I depicted it in those pictures. But I may not be completely correct because I don't know exactly what those look like. But that was the best way that I could think to illustrate them. So if other people have good ideas, please email me. I would love to hear your thoughts and suggestions. So I don't know exactly how the intelligence and the spirit body came together, what exactly their connection is. I know that the spirit body resembles our physical body, only it's made of spiritual elements rather than tangible elements like our physical body. I do not know if the intelligence looks similar to our physical body and our spiritual body. I'm unsure of that. And I haven't put as much emphasis on discerning what they look like because to me the important and even crucial thing to understand and focus on is the idea that we are made up of these three elements mind body spirit or intelligent spirit body and that we have stewardship over them and understanding that we have stewardship over each individual one allows us to progress at a much faster rate Let's take some time to discuss our spirit. And the things I'm going to share here are from the Church of Jesus Christ.org under Guide to the Scriptures. The topic is Spirit. It says Each individual is a spirit child of Heavenly Father and existed as a spirit before this life on earth. During this life, the spirit of the individual is housed in a physical body which was born of mortal parents. The scriptures teach, at the time of physical death, the spirit does not die. It separates from the body and lives in the postmortal spirit world. At the time of resurrection, the spirit is reunited with the body, never to be divided, thus the whole becoming spiritual and immortal. The scriptures also teach about the nature of spirits. Through the prophet Joseph Smith, the Lord revealed that all spirit is matter, but it is more fine and pure and can only be discerned by purer eyes. That's Doctrine and Covenants 131, verse 7. The Lord also revealed that the spirit of man is in the likeness of his person, as also the spirit of the beast and every other creature which God has created. That's Doctrine and Covenants 72, verse 2. Jesus Christ appeared to the brother of Jared long before he would be born in the flesh on earth, However, when he appeared to him, he said unto the brother of Jared, this is Ether verse three, or chapter 3, verse 16, Behold, this body which ye now behold is the body of my spirit, and man have I created after the body of my spirit. And even as I appear unto thee to be in the spirit, will I appear unto my people in the flesh. So he was saying, you are seeing my spirit body right now. However, when I come to earth, I will appear in the flesh. And this spirit body that you see will receive a body of flesh. When we talked about our intelligence, we talked about the ability that it has to increase in light and glory or decrease in light and glory, depending on whether or not it's embracing truth or embracing false ideas and beliefs. Now, the spirit has a unique ability to feel emotions. Our body doesn't feel emotion, And our intelligence does not feel emotion. It is our spirit that feels emotion. I want you to know that that claim that I just made is purely my own. That's totally just from Angela Withers. That's not from the scriptures that I know of. (laughs) This is precisely why God created a spirit body for us. He knew that if we had this spiritual body that could feel and experience emotions... It would enable our intelligence to evaluate and discern truth from error at a much quicker rate. When an idea is presented to our mind, and this thought or this idea comes into our mind, if it is truth and good, it will produce a good emotion that our spirit will sense and feel. Our spirit then is a witness to our intelligence. A witness... Of truth or a witness of error. When a belief or an idea is presented to our mind that is false, our spirit will feel a negative emotion and will act as a witness to our intelligence. As you look through our packet Solid Roots Produce Sweet Fruits on the LiftMindBodySpirit.com website, you will see that witnesses are something that God continually uses. It's part of his pattern to give us witnesses. Someone may have a very keen and strong intelligence and can identify immediately when an idea comes in that is incorrect or false. And some people may have a very sensitive spirit and they need that spiritual witness before they identify whether something is false or truth. For me personally, I have benefited greatly having a spirit that can give me emotional feedback from the thoughts that have entered into my mind. And that emotional feedback has enabled me to identify truth and to reject error or false beliefs and ideas and traditions. So becoming a steward over our intelligence means that we are recognizing and intentionally identifying the thoughts that come into our mind and evaluating them. Being a steward over our spirit means that we are intentionally recognizing and identifying the emotions that we feel and asking ourselves, what is this emotion witnessing to us? Let me give you an example, a personal example, just happened to me today just a few minutes ago, honestly. But I had the thought earlier in the day, I should make this podcast. I should teach the things that I understand about our stewardship over our mind, our body, and our spirit. And that was a good thought. Yes, that could help other people. I feel good about that. There's good emotions. And then the thought comes in, you really don't speak very well, you kind of go off on tangents, it's going to be a waste of other people's time, do you have enough things to say? So here's these thoughts that are coming in. And then pretty soon I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Suddenly, that feeling of confidence, that happy, yes, this could help people, has been replaced with the emotions that make me feel unsure about myself, discouraged, clearly negative emotions. So then I recognize, whoa, that's my signal right there. My spirit is giving me some emotional feedback. It's witnessing to me that something that came into my mind was false. It was an error. It was an incorrect idea or belief. So then I stop and I start retracing my mental steps. What were the things I was thinking that brought on this emotion? This is why a spirit body is such a tremendous gift from God, that it acts as a second witness to us, to our intelligence, enabling our intelligence to better recognize and identify error and remove it. And because of that great gift, I'm here giving a podcast so I can recognize thanks to the gift of a spiritual body that can fill emotions when an idea has come in that was false, that Idea can be removed and replaced with light and truth, and it can grow in intelligence. You may find that as you try and teach your children how to be stewards over their mind, their body, and their spirit, you are going to find that this spiritual emotional feedback is a key factor. You may not be able to help them understand yet what thoughts have gone through their mind, but you can pick up on their emotions pretty quickly. Little kids are very good at expressing emotions and when you take the time to stop stop the whole world stop everything for it when your child is having an emotional moment and stop and hold them and help them think back on what this situation was what the thoughts were that they had what brought on different emotions help them learn how to use those emotions as a signal as a witness So then they can retrace their steps of what was going on in their mind, what the thoughts were they were having, and they can identify truth from error in their mind. So you're teaching them the skill of how to be a steward over their mind and their spirit. This leads to a strong foundation of mental and emotional health. Let's discuss now the stewardship that we have over our body And in the guide to the scriptures, again, on the churchofjesuschrist.org website, it says, The mortal physical structure of flesh and bones created in God's image that is combined with a spirit to make up a living person. So, this physical body is combined with a spirit to make up a living living person. It then proceeds, The physical bodies of all men and women will be reunited eternally with their spirits in the resurrection. And remember, at that resurrection there's different glories of bodies that we can inherit. I want to tell a story about when I was young. I grew up on a farm, but because of a bad farming year, or maybe it was a couple seasons, I'm not sure. I was pretty young. I was only in kindergarten, but my family moved to Las Vegas where my dad was working, doing construction work. And while we were there, so we left this place where we knew dirt roads and ditches and canals to swim in and and we could run in the field, and then we found ourselves in the middle of a city with asphalt and just very desert. It was completely different, but of course, just being imaginative kids, we had fun anyway, and one of the things we did a lot was ride bikes. So we had this little bike and rode it all over the place, but I kept leaving it and just laying it down right behind my dad's pickup. So my dad would come home from work, eat lunch, get in his truck, back up, and crunch my bike. And it happened multiple times. <laughs> and he kept trying to do what he could to fix it and make it work again. And and um, I, I can't remember. I think he might have bought me a new bike at one point in time. And then I crunched that one again. And finally, he said no more. And I think he pieced together a few pieces of a bike that he got parts from the landfill and put together this bike that I rode and, but it had all sorts of different pieces. And I remember that my bike before had been really cute and pink and girly. And now I had this bike that was just pieced together. And I think my dad handled that very well in saying, if you cannot be a good steward over this bike, I can't give you a new bike. This is what you're going to get. And and this is really just accountability. It's the principle of accountability. If this is the care that you're going to take for your bike, then this is the kind of bike that you're going to receive. And God is amazingly generous with his children, but he upholds the principle of accountability. If we desire a celestial body, then we need to take over our intelligence our spirit, and the physical body that we've been given to show him this is really what we desire. I personally believe that God would desire to give all of his spirit children a celestial body at the time of their resurrection. And I'm sure my dad would have liked to give me a brand new, cute little bike that was all pink and girly with the tassels hanging off the handlebars. But what matters is the character of the intelligence and the spirit that control that physical body. If we have become careful and wise stewards over the elements that make up who we are, we will receive that celestial glory and that celestial body at the time of our personal resurrection. Thank you for listening to the Lift Podcast. This is podcast number one in a series called Solid Roots Produce Sweet Fruits. Have a wonderful day and thanks for listening. This is who I am inside. This is who I am. I'm not going to hide. Because the greatest risk will ever take us far, far. To stand in the light and be seen as we are. stand in the light and be seen as we are.